0: everyone and welcome to Textbook Mama Talks, a podcast where we talk real talk as we explore the inner workings of the life of a student parent. I'm your host Christy, a fellow studying parent at USQ. I'm currently completing a Bachelor of Business and a mama to three beautiful kids aged between three and ten years. Before we get started, I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Guyabal and Jarawa peoples of Toowoomba, where this podcast is recorded as the keepers of ancient knowledge and who whose cultures and customs continue to nurture this land. I also pay respect to Elders, past, present and future. Okay, on today's episode we'll be covering the topic of isolation and with me today I have Madison who's mum to two children, a boy and a girl, aged five and one and a half and she is currently studying a Bachelor of Communication and we're also joined by Carmen who is a wellness educator in the student success and wellbeing team at USQ. Welcome to you both, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks for having us. Just to start the podcast off today, Madison, can I ask you, what does it mean to you to be isolated as a studying parents
1: isolation really means for me to be in the gray area between studying and and being a parent basically so having that that studying life and being with with students who don't have children and then having that parent life and having lots of friends in that area or or family that don't study and don't understand quite what you're going through yeah and it's quite strange you often feel like you're kind of in no man's land yes (laughs) just don't fit in kind of anywhere really Okay, so how do you combat this feeling like you're in no man's land? I feel like it's important to introduce yourself as your own individual person. So when you're meeting new students and meeting student peers, then it's important to own your own identity and not make that being a parent making sure that when I introduce myself I go I'm Madison here's my interest and what I do for a living and and what I'm studying so how do you
0: explain to other students for example if you're in a group assignment that you're unavailable because of your parental commitments
1: uh, that would be being very transparent on it so basically making sure that they understand that you have certain commitments and that you need a certain amount of time. Making sure that you are very honest with saying that your kids are sick or that you need this amount of time to look after them and that you will get it done eventually, but you can't do it right now.
0: Yeah, and I think reassuring them that that it will get done and that you're you're on it, (laughs) you're on top of it, but just kind of explaining you've got these other pieces. Yeah, I love that. Another issue that I know people have with kind of in this situation is comparing themselves to others. We hear about the mums who are full-time student, full-time work. I used to laugh, you know, they used to volunteer in Guatemala and have eight foster kids. When it feels like everyone else can do all of these things, what is it that you do for yourself to kind of help yourself not kind of fall into that trap of feeling quite isolated in that way?
1: Personally, i found that especially once I got really into the study, I was, I was one of those parents that had yeah. everything going and was yeah. able to keep it on top of it. I really found that it was just time management at the end of the day was, was how I got that stuff done, and I think it's important. Like I've also felt overwhelmed and I can't get a good enough mark for what I want or that no one understands what I'm going through and I think it is important then to step back and take that self-care right there and just say, I, I can't do this today. Like, if, you, if you're yeah. feeling like that, you need to just be like, you know what, this is a write-off day. I'm going to spend the day with my kids. I'm just going to have fun, and tomorrow I'll get on that assignment that I feel, like, overwhelmed that I can't do or if the kids are sick or... And, and reaching out to lecturers too is a really big one too. Being really honest with your lecturers is really important because a lot of them will be understanding if you just explain that, you know, my kids have been sick for the last week and I know it's short notice but I, I need an, an extra few days to hand in that assignment. Or So I, th- I think transparency is definitely the key. To it and, and an organization and just segmenting your time and I like what you said that you know I, I'm the same you know you
0: start off feeling like you can't do all of these things and the longer you go along the better you get at those time management skills oh, yeah. find new techniques and you pick them up every semester and you just kind of get that little bit better so I think for the people who are listening to the podcast who perhaps are just beginning don't feel overwhelmed you know you will get there and we've all been back at that point where you feel like you can't do all these things and everybody else is
1: and the first year of of uni I was getting really below average marks for myself and I felt horrible I felt like I couldn't do it I ended up deferring uni because I was I was worried about it. But then I came back and once I got into the rhythm of things and really started enjoying the work, I really I really started finding that rhythm. So it is about just pushing through and getting past that first year, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yes.
0: And speaking of your, your marks, I know that a lot of people can feel like everyone else is getting HDs and they're just passing, but I think it's important too for people to realise that we're all at our own place really a pass is important you know the HD is not as important depending on the situation so moving on how do you prevent yourself from comparing your situation to others around you
1: I find that it is very hard so I think it is really hard to do that especially if you surround yourself with people who are high achieving seem like they have everything together when you don't. But at the end of the day, you really just need to step back and, and think about how much you've, you've accomplished yourself. I myself come from a pretty low economic background. And it's amazing that I'm even at university, like I'm first in family, and you yeah. forget about how much you're doing on top of other things with other people. So yeah. I think it's really important to... Maybe get get your family to remind you or just remind yourself that you've come so far and you have accomplished so much. If you are getting lower than what you feel like you deserve or lower than you would hope to achieve or don't feel like you're putting in enough effort that day, then it just comes down to being like, well, you know... I've come this far, I'm at university, I'm doing this. I have all these other commitments and a lot of these people don't have them, so...
2: I was just sort of going to add to what Madison said in that if I said to you, don't think about chocolate... That's the thing Mm -hmm. we're going to think about, yeah? So if we say don't compare yourself to others, that's what we're going to do. What we need to do is just accept that we're always going to compare, and that's okay. But what's not okay is when we start to go, oh, there's something wrong with me if I can't achieve what someone else has. But it's not about that. It's exactly what Madison said. Take into account everything that's going on, and the fact is it's about your effort. Sometimes that effort is as much as you can think about it, rather than necessarily do stuff like that thinking effort is still effort and just understanding that we're going to find things that might be a bit easier in some circumstances other people will find other things easier and we all have different strengths. What are some ways that we
0: can not feel disconnected from our family?
1: Um, I would say segmenting time is my biggest one you know my, my Saturdays are my kids days so that's my family day I go in and I have have a good time and I don't let myself feel guilty for not studying because Sunday can be study day and that's like Mm -hmm. as long as you've set yourself like this is the time and place that I will be connecting with my family and having that time and then the next giving yourself another day of study whether that's a weekday or a weekend day But just making sure that you're really strict with, I'm allowed to do this because I'm going to study later or I've already studied a whole day so I'm allowed to have this fun with my family and be with them right now and not think about that. And I find
0: that when I'm stressed like that and trying to you know, think that I have to give the whole day to study, that I actually do less during that time. Whereas if I do, like you're saying, kind of set that time to go, right, this is family time, this is study time, that study time that I have is actually far more productive than using a whole day where I'm tired and stressed and exhausted. So I actually find that it works out a lot better for me, for everyone, really. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I agree with that. I spent a full day on study before I got nothing done and spent five minutes here and there and got a whole heap done. So it's just your mindset then.
2: I've talked to a lot of parents and, you know, it is a constant battle for people, you know, making that time and, and sometimes even doing some things that are really little, they mean the world to the kids and just allowing yourself to look at how much the kids love it so that you You then enjoy it? Is yeah. a really important
0: thing. Going back to Madison, when you are busy and you're setting time aside for study, how do you explain to your kids that you'll be busy and won't be able to spend that time with them?
1: Well, my kids are very little, so they don't quite understand it. So that is a challenge in itself. I am very honest with them, and I try very hard to tell them, "Mummy's got work to do, and I really need to get this done. It's important." And I sort of go through the the rewards that they get for what I'm doing. So i like, you know, we. Need this so that mummy can have a job and go to work, and then we have a house to live in, and nice food and nice clothes. Like being very honest with like, if I if we're doing this, this leads to this to this. My son obviously doesn't understand; he's only one and a half, so he's just going to do whatever. (laughs) But my daughter's (laughs) five, and she's starting to put that together. She's starting to be like, okay, we need money for this. And to get that, we need mummy to go do her work. And then the other side to that is even with my son at work where you go, well, I need to do this for this amount of time. But when we're finished, when mummy's finished this, we'll go to the park or I'll read you a book or giving them a reward as well for leaving you in peace. Yeah. And I think that sets them up
0: for good skills going forward, too. So I think it's actually a good thing. Let's move on to studying online. Do you study online, Madison? Yeah, I've done a lot of mixed
1: studies, so I've done pretty much every form.
0: (laughs) So obviously when we're on campus, we can connect with people fairly easily. They're there in front of us. What are some ways that you can connect with other people while you're studying online?
1: I would say the best example I have of this is being in group assignments. the only time I've really had that opportunity to connect with people. And I think it's important. A lot of people don't like group assignments, but I do think it's important if you do want to connect with people, that's a really key way to do it. So it really helps with that connection. And I made a a beautiful friend from from online from a group assignment. And it's just about being communicative, like talking to them, having a chat. I think it's important if you do want to make those friends and connections online to talk about how their weekend went, what, the, what they're going through at the moment, because that also helps with knowing where they're at and mentally with their assignment work too, so But yeah, yeah, and then taking that next step. So I think you can only connect with people a certain amount online, but going further and taking that step and going, all right, well, let's do one meetup at least.
0: Where possible, obviously. Yes, yes, where where possible. (laughs) (laughs) And so you've actually done that and kind of gone outside of the online sphere and met up with people? Yes. Yeah, and I can imagine that would just take the relationships a lot further. In regards to USQ support, who can you talk to if you can't combat the feeling of isolation that you might be feeling while you're studying?
2: If you'd never ask you don't know what's out there. There's lots of different options within our sort of health and wellness team or the student success kind of area. People like myself, wellness educators, we can just provide some of that listening ear, non-judgmental encouragement, maybe some tips and tricks and maybe even just reconnect you back with what you do well. So sometimes we lose that. There's also our doctor and health service. So people are welcome to make appointments with that depending... Again, we've got different ones. We've got our welfare service. So if, you know, we're struggling to catch up with people because we haven't got money to pay for our textbooks, you know, come in and have a chat with our welfare people because there can be student loans, nil interest sort of loans. There's scholarships. Don't hesitate to have a look and have a go. That's what they're there for. Yeah, we've got our spiritual kind of area, which is the multi-faith center, which is very good as well and lecturers and other students are great supports. Yeah, so certainly lots of people to talk to if you need to.
0: And whereabouts would people get in contact with a lot of these services? How do they find them?
2: Even just doing a Google search of USQ counseling and it will probably mm-hmm. take you straight and you can book appointments online or you have phone where you can ring to certain places and each of the main campuses have workers there, but we can also do phone and online stuff as well. Yeah, brilliant. And I know
0: that also you know, whenever you are feeling a bit stuck about where to find a service for USQ, you can always contact your SROs. Yeah. And I know that you can phone them or email them. So some people are feeling a bit nervous about phoning, you can actually email them as well to just to find what's the next
2: step. How do I get in touch with this service?
0: Okay, and Carmen, do you have any advice or tips on ways to prevent or fight off these feelings of isolation?
2: Oh, I think isolation is a really tricky thing. You can be surrounded by people and still feel isolated because you don't actually yeah. feel connected that they get the pressures that you're under. Madison's hit a lot of tips already. Being able to allow yourself to step away from study and actually enjoy that time, you know, if it is the Saturday that you schedule out, you know, or maybe go... We need to do something different as a family. We haven't been and done something like this. Let's go and, let's go and do that for the afternoon. And so quite often doing something different connects in a different way. Yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of different options. But also just being aware that sometimes when we feel lonely, we actually kind of pull ourselves away from people. And sometimes we do that because we want them to reach out and say, hey, you're not going too well. But yep. people can't always read those cues. So yep. if you want a hug from someone, ask for it, you know, rather than just going, you know, they should know what I want. Just, give, just put out there what you need. Unfortunately, none of us have been given the gift of mind reading. So, yeah, that's a really <laughs> good tip. At the
1: end of the day, isolation is, is all about reserving into yourself. And it's mm-hmm. really important to really recognize when you are feeling like that, making sure that you're self-aware about that. Because like Carmen said, not everyone is going to be, be able to pick up the cues that you're giving. And even if you're trying to be obvious about it, you do need to tell somebody, whether that's your partner or your friend or, or one of the guys at USQ, I think it's really important to self, be very self-aware about how you're feeling and and honest to other people about it.
0: Excellent. I think they're great tips from both of you. Well, thank you both. It's been a real pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you, Madison, for sharing your own textbook mama experiences. <laughs> um, and thank you both, Carmen and Madison, for giving us such wonderful advice and wisdom. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in. To keep on listening, you can find more episodes on Podbean, iTunes or USQ's social hub at social.usq.edu.au. If this talk tickled your fancy and seemed all too hashtag relatable, have you heard about USQ's Studying Parents Facebook group? This unique online community is for USQ Studying Parents and is designed to support you to succeed as you navigate studying with family life. To join the group, just head over to the University of Southern Queensland on Facebook. And don't forget for more resources and motivation dedicated to support you throughout your student journey, connect with USQ's social media accounts by searching at USQEDU. I'm Christy, you've been listening to Textbook Mama Talks.